What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Kyle Hilliard. How you doing, Kyle? Doing uh, okay. Getting over a sickness, but I think I'm I think I'm back to normal. I'm like ninety percent. So that's good. Oh, you're back. Oh, okay. We're, back. We're so <laughs> back. back. All right. Uh, and rounding us out, Marcus Stewart. How you doing? Now, see? Now I'm here. Hey. <laughs> Is every episode just going to be you bringing uh, another accent, yeah. another impression? Yes. Well, last week I was like a vague cowboy, and I thought today the natural progression You'd was like- You like a 1920s yeah. newspaper reporter? I, I was going like vague gangster, but I guess it's the same okay. accent. That's just how everyone talks well, bring, back. Bring it back. Let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. Uh, you got to talk like this, Sonny. Okay. You're like, I guess it's like, nah, seeing we're going to go to the, going to go knock that bank over, seeing, yeah. Okay. Oh, you've got a little more like <laughs> annoyingness to your voice, and that's what makes it a villain versus the newspaper guy, right. I think. Because, like, what? Welcome to the Game Informer, C. Game Informer show, C. They call me Tony Funny. Legs. <laughs> Tony Legs. Tony Legs. <laughs> you know why I got that name, C. Got the best legs down on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> oh, okay. And you are robbing a bank? That's a character's next move? Uh, it, maybe his name is like he's so fast that he, he got the name <laughs> Tony Legs. Or maybe like when he kills people, he only cuts off it's their Tony legs. legs. Like he, Get him. he collects the legs of all of his victims because he's like, oh, oh, if you owe me money uh, and the people try that? to run away from me because they don't want to pay their debts, so I cut their legs off to teach them a lesson because then they can't run. It's like, you, be, you owe me money, Shane, so I got your legs now. They call me Tony Legs. That would be a time-consuming, inefficient way to kill somebody. <laughs> like, that. there are much quicker ways to get that done, but maybe you don't want to. But it, it, it's memorable, Kyle. It gets you. That's true. You wouldn't cross Tony Legs if you knew that. That is true. That's a good Does point. Does Tony Legs also walk briskly, though? Yes. Okay. I think it's Like a broad step. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, the natural end for him is that he has to lose his legs, right? Like, when he gets his comeuppance. Yeah, he has to like I don't know, like a rock falls on his legs or something. <laughs> he gets. <laughs> we figure you're figuring all that out. That'll come later. So it's Tony Legs and Mikey Yams. Mike, oh Mikey Yams. You might have heard of Tony Legs over there on in Chicago, but out here on the East Coast, they call me Mikey Yams. Oh yeah, we're having like a our cities or our, our clans are beefing. Probably. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were saying like yams. Yeah, I thought you were saying like yams the, with an accent. But now you're saying arms. Wait, yams. Okay. Ar- arms yeah mikey arms what's your favorite uh nintendo switch launch Clam window game uh mikey arms one two switch <laughs> oh, one two switch all right I, there was I one lo- specific I lo- game i thought you would really be into but i guess not never mind. Well, he- i like them i like the milk the milk uh muck, what, what's that milk in the called? cow I like to milk things with my arms. Okay. <laughs> What's the word for milking? Milk, milk. Milking udders. We That's all remember one, two switches, all of its games. They're all just right at the front of our head every time we think about that game. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Imran Khan when he was at former Game Informer editor? Was it Fanbyte for a while? He wrote yeah. a story that like the one, two switch sequel was like complete. But That's Nintendo, right. it's just like so and terrible. They, didn't, they it. didn't want to release it. We're gonna, we gotta wait like thirty years story. for the the Nintendo Switch Mini, and then they'll release one, two, mm. Switch, two. One, See, right. I feel like we're, they're gonna release it as like the 
the the swan song of the switch like as the switch pros coming out like the week before they'll drop one yeah, two switch they're like two. nothing matters anymore here you go <laughs> here you go would it be one two three switch or just know, one, I'm one, two, pulling three, up Imran's story and see if he had a name for it. I think it's I just think the Will did. Smith song switch. That's the whole game. Hey, hey. Yeah. The f- turn it around now. The final nail in his rap career. <laughs> yeah. My mom and I used to love that song. Yeah, that sounds which, about you right. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's one, two switch, I believe. Okay. It yeah. was going to be its title. So interesting. So right. the first one wasn't for everybody. No, it's only for a <laughs> specific group of people. I guess review scores said that. Um, what are we talking about today? <laughs> video games. Uh, welcome to the Game Informer Show. This is a video game podcast, believe it or not. A couple of quick notes at the top before we jump into uh, a lot of some awesome video game news, some reviews. We've, we've got a lot to talk about. But uh, a reminder that if you would like to purchase single issues of Game Informer, you can do so over at GameStop.com slash Game Informer for $5.99 per issue. Uh, currently, we have our RE4 cover, uh, Dead Island 2, um, the Sea of Stars cover, and um, there was one more, Resident Evil. Diablo? Um, Diablo up there yet? Diablo. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we've got those. And then- Well, hold on. I but Final, our, is Final Fantasy not Final Fantasy's not I up there I looked the other yet. day. It wasn't up yet. Okay. But I think it's supposed to be coming. It'll be there soon. Days. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, it's up there. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Go and check that out. Uh, it's a great way to support us. GameStop.com slash Game Informer. Uh, again, $5.99 per issue. Uh, I'm going to be out of town um, for the next three weeks- Two weeks, three, two weeks for for listeners. So next week, Marcus is going to be hosting. I will not be on uh, that episode yeah. at all. I apologize in advance. Oh, <laughs> no. you're gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And then on um, the episode that comes out June eighth, I'm hoping to tune in remotely for that. At that point, I'll be in LA for Summer Game Fest, uh, and then should be back to normal the week yeah, after. Man on the street, calling in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go down Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, you know, and just talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> just shove us, shove your phone in their face. Say you're in a. What podcast. do you think about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? I wonder, maybe yeah. Ben Reeves is around. We can get him back in on that. Do you guys yeah, ever exactly. watch any of those old Ben Reeves Man on the Street? I videos? have. Yeah, classics. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, at the end of this episode, we have a interview that Marcus did with WWE Tag Team Pretty Deadly. Marcus, you want to tell us about that? I know they're in the second DLC pack uh, for the latest WWE game. Yeah, um, but yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, so there. Uh, if you're a WWE 2K23 player and you got that season pass or not, you probably are already playing with Pretty Deadly. But I uh, got an interview with them, uh, Kit Wilson and Elton Prince, who uh, recently got drafted to the SmackDown roster from NXT. So now they're in the uh, the big leagues now, and got nice. to talk with them for about 20 minutes about uh, not just WWE 2K, but also just video games as a whole. Because it turns out they're both very big gamer, so it just became a, a very fun uh, conversation about just video games, some fun stories. Was there, there anything that they threw out there that they played that you you weren't expecting? Uh, I'm trying to remember now. I know they mentioned... Like really big Animal Crossing fans, the two of them? Uh, we didn't talk about Animal Crossing. I know we talked about Fortnite, and we talked oh. about... Uh, we talked about The Witcher. We talked Dang, some... Okay. Uh, I, I know one of them told a very funny story about uh, their dad's reaction to them being in a video game. Because this is their first appearance in a video game. So it's like a, a double oh, big deal for cool. them. 
and yeah. uh yeah there's a if you tune in uh, for that interview there's some very fun stories too if you watch them on tv two very charismatic guys very entertaining this was the interviews uh, a hoot as they would say a, a hoot and a half perhaps a hoot nanny hoot nanny is that like their catchphrase they say that all the time no they say uh and i got it or, or you mean they like the royal they like that's what they say everyone the population is that Maybe if you were that? singing the, the common song with kanye west <laughs> <laughs> they say what's happened sorry that's uh, <laughs> but um th- they that's what i'm saying about them if that's okay what, okay, yes. okay all right well yeah uh stay tuned after the episode to hear that uh let's get into um talking about games this week mortal kombat one was revealed Woo! I think I, I was expecting Mortal Kombat 12. I'm not familiar with, you know, Mortal Kombat 11, but just as somebody who used to play Mortal Kombat is familiar with the games and, you know, not the story necessarily. I just typically assume you do 12 after 11. And not just, I'm wrong. I thought you were saying I, as someone that just knows how numbers work. <laughs> yeah, usually, that's Usually too. 12 comes after 11. Yeah, yeah. It was being teased um, recently by Ed Boon, and uh, you know, I there was like the clock striking twelve. I believe I saw a GIF of that. Yeah, um, it, like skip it over, skipped over twelve and then struck right. Oh, you it did. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But my, I just saw twelve because you know a guy who knows numbers. You know, I was like, oh, <laughs> that teaser Mortal really Kombat upset you. You're like, that's not how clocks work. Yeah, <laughs> is it? It's it's like properly like a Mortal Kombat one remake. Is that kind of what they're calling it? Or no, not a remake. Okay. Uh, so this is a coming. So this is a continuation of how the MK11 story ended, and not just the uh, main game MK11, but also the aftermath expansion, where it is because you know they did the the reboot in 2011, which was MK9, and that was more of the hard. Like, hey, we're just going to retell the stories of MK1 and 3. But even that was still canon because that built upon what had happened in the previous game, Armageddon. So it wasn't even like a complete, like, clean slate of, like, nobody knows that. Because Raiden knew that this was a reboot <laughs> within the context of the story. It, we're not going to get into oh, it. I see you tilting okay. your head, Kyle. What? It was a, yeah. basically a time travel story where everything was reset. But Raiden was the only character that still had knowledge of what had everything that had happened before it. Okay, so he so was he's, basically he's the Marty McFly of the Mortal Kombat universe. Yeah, and basically MK9, the whole story is him trying to redo the events as they happen, but things were happening differently, and he was okay, like, Back just, to the Future 2. Got it. All right. Yeah, he's like, okay, Luke King has to win the first tournament, because that's what happened the first time. I think things just don't go the way that they did in yeah. the prior game, so it's him trying to basically put Band-Aids on everything and, and failing. Yeah. Which, <laughs> uh, yeah, which, Marty McFly did then, Back to the Future 2. I get it. That's exactly. I just need Back to the Future references, and, and I'll get it all. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what, and you know, it's relevant because that is what sets up what was the last trilogy of games that started with MK9 and then MKX and then culminating with MK11, which, you know, if we throw up spoiler walls for MK11, at least the end of it real quick. I know yeah, I, like I, years old. I, I want to know this because like I haven't played those games, but I've heard people talk about the end of 11 being very interesting. So yeah. I would actually with full spoiler warnings here. Maybe you can skip ahead a little bit. I would love for you to tell me what happened at the end of Mortal Kombat 11. I would personally very much like to know. Okay, so we can timestamp this. I don't know, but yeah, we're just, quick spoiler for MK11 is... Yeah, there will be timestamps okay. in the description. So basically what happens is that... So the main antagonist of MK11 is this character named Chronica, who is basically the goddess of time. 
Like she's above the elder. Like she's like the most powerful entity has been introduced in this series at the point. And she just governs everything time related. Uh, you beat her. You fight her as Liu Kang. Uh, and he beats her and basically kills her and b- takes her place as the new like time god. And so he okay. becomes okay. fire god Liu Kang. Where he kind of has like Raiden's powers, his own fire dragon powers, and now the powers of time. Because uh, Raiden becomes mortal in this game. And he basically just remakes the timeline in his own image at the end of it of like, okay, I'm just going to reset everything to make, because all of MK11, the entire plot is a time travel plot where like the past versions of characters are meeting the present versions of the characters, like young Johnny Cage from MK1 and 2 is hanging out with dad Johnny Cage of the recent trilogy. And That's like, fun. MK11's plot, I think, is the best story they've ever done. Like it is so wild and it is so much fun. <laughs> um but yeah, it's pretty much Liu Kang saying like, hey, I'm God now, basically. I'm just going to make things my own way. He I, he picks Katana as he like a like, villain in that sense. No, or... no, no. He's a good guy. No? Okay. Okay. I mean, he always has been historically. I just wasn't sure if maybe he yeah, took a turn pretty, here or something. Uh, he was, there's been he was a zombie he's... for a while, too. He this was is turn... someone who's very checked out on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, he also spent most of this last trilogy dead and then reborn as an evil like not a zombie but basically like under the control of Quan Chi and then he gets freed in this game and then becomes a god and it's like I'm gonna make a world where everything's peaceful and then Aftermath happened which was the expansion that's where Shang Tsung is kind of the star of it and basically uh he fights Liu Kang and then loses and then uh Liu Kang like deletes him from history (laughs) all right and then it has and then this is the first time you see uh the new era that this game is going to be set in where he Fire God Liu Kang visits the Great Kung Lao, who the Great Kung Lao is the ancestor of the Kung Lao that we know. Okay, yeah. And Great Kung Lao was the original Earth. Kung Lao is the dude with the razor hat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, so yeah, in, in Mortal Kombat lore, Great Kung Lao is pretty much the original Earth Realm champion. Like he won Mortal Kombat and then he was the one that got killed by Goro. So pretty much he was Liu Kang's predecessor, more or less. Okay. Um so it ends with like Was he uh, the one in the movie? No, 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 in the no, old no. movie. No, no, in the okay. old movie. Yeah, yeah, more con- the the more. Con- oh, the ninety five one. No, no, no. He hasn't yeah. been in any of the movies. But he, funny enough, the uh the daytime TV show Mortal Kombat Conquest that no one talks about uh, stars him because it's a prequel. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh it's not good. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, it, it kind of ends with Fire God Liu Kang going to see the Great Kung Lao and basically saying like, "Hey, you're going to be my new champion in Mortal Kombat," or you oh, know, okay. So like so, I said, so, so we're not going back in time for mortal Kombat one which was just announced it, this is it's, just like this is where things pick up with ha- luke luke kang having reset things yeah it's not so much they're going back in time it's like it's a new timeline because oh, remember the great okay, kung okay. lao his era was long before the era of the characters that we know but in that trailer you see him with the main cast so you're like okay i guess the great kung lao exists at the same time as like katana and scorpion even though they would be well, I guess maybe Katana because she's like hundreds of years old. We're getting now we're getting into the weeds, but like, uh, but like everyone else, they they would not have been around when he was alive. Um, but uh, should, yeah. should we now should we let open this? We can close the spoiler yes, gates we can again. Close the gates for the timestamps. If you want to tune back in, now's the time to tune back in. I guess. Yeah, you know that was a very like me paraphrasing yeah, yeah. the end of Mortal Kombat Eleven. That's but perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the gist of it. Uh, so yeah, you know we get, we see the trailer, which I thought that trailer was maybe one of the best trailers they've ever done of like, I, I like that they didn't jump to the hyper-violence immediately. Like a lot of it is just story and tone setting of like, okay, we're seeing Luke King's 
his vision of the, like, the new world, everything seems peaceful. You see, like, Raiden there, it looked like. Uh, you see, and then him narrating and giving the idea of, like, hey, the things that you remember about this universe, about, like, hey, Katana and Melina, they're hanging out, even though they usually hate each other. Maybe not. You know, maybe rivals are now friends. Who can say? You know, you have the moment <laughs> okay. of Scorpion Sub-Zero coming face to face, and then you see, and then you see that eclipse in the background that they were all looking at, like, oh, what's going on there? I mean, I gotta be honest. I thought everyone was a rival with everyone. They they seem to be fighting a lot, <laughs> from what I can tell. I didn't think anyone really got along. Have you watched the Mortal Kombat HBO movie? Like the new one, the the reboot, the new one, from yeah, twenty twenty one. It's good. It was good, and there's there's some buddies there. Yeah, I mean the Earth so Realm, like the good guys are all friends. Earth like, Realm kind of Earth Realm champions stick together. Yeah, yeah like all you right. know, Luke Kang, Sub Zero, Scorp. Oh, we're not Scorp. Uh, Scorpion depends. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, there's there's friends in the MK, but yeah, they have the pals. friendship fatalities. I know they got those. Right? Exactly. I know a lot about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I think that's what Luke <laughs> Kang did. He just made everything a friendship in his universe until the second Hell half yeah. of the trailer where it just gets babalities only. Ultra. No more fatalities. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume you, have you guys watched the trailer? No, I haven't. I haven't had the chance. Oh, I think I, I watched it, but oh. like it just it just doesn't mean a lot to me because I don't know why we talk. I'm just going to I was going to say like because I was like the, the second half where it takes the turn from like, oh, peace. Oh, right, oh here's yeah. here's things. I mean, that's are, that's. That ultimately is my thing with Mortal Kombat lately is like, I just like, it's, it's just gratuitous in a way that I'm like, I don't, I just don't think it's for me, man. Like, I don't mind like violence in my games, but, and, and it, to be fair, I haven't really truly given Mortal Kombat a shot. Like since mm. I played the Super Nintendo one was like the last time I played it. Oh, so maybe yeah, I would MK2 really get into it. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember, oh, actually the last one I really got into is Mortal Kombat. I guess, which was the one that was on N64? I think it was like three ultimate. It would have been something. one of the versions of three. Yeah, which a yeah. friend of mine, I remember we had a strategy guide for, and we just tried to do all the fatalities and babalities and friendships and stuff like that. But I've, I've been pretty checked out from the series since then. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing. And as the games have gotten more like hyper-realistic just because of technology getting better, you're like, oh my God, these fatalities are just like, <laughs> like they're still it's just over too the much top. For me. Yeah, it's like they're still cartoony and over the top, but the fidelity is at a point where you're like, oh, you can see like every like vein and and muscle tissue and and bone and and eyeballs it's like it's we're the days of someone uppercutting someone and they explode into like 10 rib cages is (laughs) is long past like no we can actually just render realistic human anatomy and this this new trailer the second half of it oh my god (laughs) it's it is a lot even for the series and you know i'm a i've been a fan since the first one like i was a little kid when that when I first played the the arcade cabinet of the original MK, uh, so I I guess I've grown up with it and like, but to me the the series like even though violence is such a big part of it, I've always just been more into the lore and the characters right. like more so than any other fighting series. I care about the lore of MK significantly more, <laughs> uh, and I think because they've made an effort to make that a focus of the of the franchise, you know, especially in the recent games with them being. Yeah pretty much the king of fighting game story modes like you know starting with mk9 that like cinematic story mode that they've done for all the games and other fighting games have pretty much adopted in some way since then i mean it's like it's their corner that they've really embraced like as they should like i'm not saying they can't compete with street fighter they certainly could but it's like well they they have the sort of competitive angle like let's let's build our world and i think it's really paid off for them in a huge way like you know the guilty gears and the street fighters really are the more 
deep like you you know understand the mechanics of a fighting game and mortal Kombat's more like let's have fun and tell a cool story it's like it's yeah it's nice that they can both exist it's like it, it caters to both people because obviously there's yeah. a, that competitive side for mk yeah that's not to say there isn't but, a competitive side like mortal Kombat. clearly obviously that it exists but but i know plenty of people that play it just for the story mode and then after that maybe play casual matches with like friends but you know they're not going to go online because they're just like no i just like I just like catching up with my main cast and seeing what wild story they got. And those story modes are like usually pretty substantial. Probably like the length of like a Call of Duty campaign, roughly. Oh dang! Um, like a few hours. Uh, and they've gotten longer as they've gone on and and better. Like <laughs> you know, they've just they've gotten a lot better at their storytelling and, and best cutscenes their... in the biz, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, if especially if this game, if it looks like the trailer, I don't know if you are watching it now, Alex. Or if you, uh, if you... yeah, I've actually got it set up in OBS, so video viewers are also okay it's like i don't know if you've gotten to the turn we're on yet we are we are at the turn yeah you're seeing some stuff right now it might be time to throw some gaussian blur on there i don't know how easy i know (laughs) i know i wasn't expecting that yeah it's um and also that it 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 comes out uh september 19th so not that far away dang so like i'm pumped i mean fighting game fans are feasting oh right between this and street fighter and you know, Tekken still doesn't have a date, but if that winds up being this year too, I've really been enjoying. So the man, we're just we're just we're just looking at we're looking at some stuff. Now <laughs> this. Showing Fire God. So Luke I King. recently, I was uh, FYI, I was sent this uh, for as part of like a gear review we did a while back. But this has been I've been playing Street Fighter Six, and it's really been the first time I've really taken it through. Like, because Matt was the one who kind of did most of the the testing. Mm-hmm. But I've really, I mean, I've got like a bruise on my hand from all of the Street Fighter Six I've been playing. You're using like likes. a fighting stick? Is that what you're talking? I'm about? using a hit uh, hitbox essentially. Oh, it's hitbox. the okay, yeah. Victrix uh, Pro FS12. It's like a fight stick minus the uh, minus the the stick, mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead there's like four directional buttons. Oh wow! And yeah, I've just been like going at it with Street Fighter Six, the beta. I know the the full game. I can't wait to play the full game once it's out. But yeah, I've just been having tons of fun playing as uh, Chun Li, and um, yeah, it's been great. I, I, I am Marcus. You know, I am not like a big fighting game fan. I, I kind of got back. I kind of got into them in a big way with Guilty Gear Strive, and then I went to Evo, and kind of I was like, oh, I really do like fighting games, and like, uh, they're. I feel like I'm cut from the same cloth as a lot of fighting game fans, and like the. A sense of camaraderie and competition like that's what i look for in games and other games like shooters or whatnot um so after evo i came home got more into strive while all the while playing street fighter 6 previews along the way um and i think i'm i think i'm like primed to like get into <laughs> fighting games in a big way this year i mean this is the year to do it for sure <laughs> yeah i mean i wasn't kidding like my my palm is sore from the amount of times i've like hit uh, like the Street Fighter Six parry button over the last uh, the length of the beta, um, I have had a ton of fun with it. I, I, w- I still wish the beta had the full roster of the characters that are going to be in the game. Yeah, um, there's a lot of really cool looking ones. But um, who was in the beta? Because yeah. I got to play when I went to the preview event. We did have access to the full roster, so I got to play as the people I hadn't gotten to touch yet, like JP and and like gosh, Marin. I think her name is. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's like the dancer, Manon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, JP's got like 
teleportation abilities. He's got the cane. And, like, I like him a lot. Got, yeah, the cane, I actually used yeah. him the most during the beta. Like once I got a handle on him, I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna like this guy. <laughs> he's, yeah, he seems like he's gonna be a nightmare if you get really good with him. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't remember all the characters. I'm like a one trick. I think there was like I think it was. Oh, when did they introduce Guile into the betas? Was that in December? I'm trying Ooh, to think. I don't, I, don't, know. I don't know the exact build that was just in it because I literally play one character. But I mean, it was it was a good amount. More substantial. Here it is. Uh, it was Ryu, Ken, Jury, Luke, Jamie, Kimberly, Guile, Chun Li. Okay, it's like a that's a yeah. decent selection. And yeah, it's just been a lot of fun getting getting the hang of it. I switched off of modern controls. I've been learning classic. Oh, you graduated. Uh, I have graduated. Um and I think thank you. I uh I played John Carson, uh former game and former editor. Oh, nice. In the beta, I beat I, we were going toe to toe. I was about to say isn't was John good. John's like a big street fighter guy. He's a big yeah. fight, he's a big fighting game fan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean he maybe not toe to toe, but you know, I was at least you know, I, I won a couple ankle games to ankle. against him. <laughs> yeah, ankle to ankle. Yeah, I was like Maybe I won four games. He won eight. You maybe know. he won some undisclosed number. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I did get some games on John. And so, Hell yeah. which is nice because when I first downloaded the game and when I've been uh, playing at events uh, throughout the last year, I was always on modern controls. And the few times I would try out classic, I was just lost. Um, like outside of like a quarter circle punch. Like I didn't know like anything, right? And now you're uh, gonna and, be on the Evo next year at this rate. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take so. <laughs> Daigo. Yeah, you're gonna be fighting Daigo. Well, I think if you have if you're press, you're now disqualified from any Capcom Cup related match. Oh, really? Like if you played the game pre-launch, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, like we so read that sadly wrote. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, the only reason sadly, I'm not going to be able to. This rule that I've just learned about. Um, yeah. I I, otherwise, I was totally going to be it. Well, I'm going to go to Evo. I'm going to get to the top eight. Then they're going to realize I work at Game Informer. I'm going to get disqualified. It's going to be a ton of PR for us. A lot of controversy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of controversy. They're going to come check out the magazine. and It's just a foolproof. It's going to work out. I mean, Eric Bischoff, you say controversy creates cash. So Yeah, that's what I always say, too. So. I'm always saying that. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned because uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat One also getting a beta in August. So I think it, they mentioned as a. Uh, I I don't think you have to pre-order to get in. I know that's part of the pre-order bonus, but I don't think you necessarily have to pre-order to get in. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, so yeah, I mean that also has like an early look coming. But man, I'm so excited for this game. I cannot describe, guys. I love me some MK and like as a broader fighting game fan in general. My top three fighting games are all coming out and they all look good. Like I adore <laughs> tech and I adore street fighter. So to me, I'm doing that. I'm like dancing in the end zone right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> moonwalking. Like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's come on. I really want project Dell to come out, but that's going to be a while. Is that the, the riot games one? Yeah. Is that, yeah, like, yeah. Does that have a timeline or anything? It's, it's, um, I know that at Evo, I had heard, uh, can't confirm that like maybe they were showing it to pros and stuff then mm-hmm. to get feedback and stuff i it, it, i thought it had a beta i don't think it hits point. earlier than like 2024 no no beta no? nothing okay yeah only My some trailers and like right. character presentations um but it's using characters from league which is a game i love and i love those characters and like the 
Oh, that, that game's going to be big. Cause even obviously like kind of like arcane, like a lot of people that n- never touched the league really fell in love with that world through arcane, um, the Netflix show. And, yeah. um, I think it's going to be the same thing for the fighting game. I'm kind of surprised because every time I, because, you know, they've been releasing those other projects recently, like uh, Convergence actually just came out today. The like, like side scroll oh, action did it? game. Yeah. And hmm. then they got uh, the one that came out earlier this year and then they have the, the snow one. I don't play League, so that's why I don't know these characters. But uh, the music but, one, the RPG one, the snow, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but every time we, uh, I see a story about either of those games, I always see comments saying, but what about the fighting game? Like, are they still doing that? Is the, where's the fighting game? And I was like, oh, people really care about this fight. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't see the overlap with those audiences, but I, I guess you're right, Alex. Like, it has that arcane sort of like widespread appeal of like, you know, the people that do like that fiction that I guess like fighting games. I guess there's more of them than I thought there was. Well, it's also, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, because I'm not a big league person, but I mean, it's so character focused, right? You find your guy mm-hmm. when you play League yeah. of Legends, which is like, fighting games are that even more so you know you commit to one character that you love usually you main somebody and then you know that that does seem like a good fit for league which is like so character focused and everyone's very unique absolutely i know if i play street fighter 6 with alex i'm not allowed to pick chun li apparently (laughs) or or hopefully i'll like jp because he's like the one other character that i've really had my eye on um i just think he looks cool okay he's got a lot of style he, he he's pretty cool um, well, let's move on. Uh, Kyle, what have you been playing this week? Just Zelda, dude. <laughs> Still <laughs> Zelda. Uh, but no, I did I did make some time for um, Planet of Lana, uh, which Marcus reviewed. So he's the one that's going to have the most to say about it. I played like the first hour uh, because I love that sort of genre, which I, yeah. is like, I don't know what you would call it, like a little s- scary-ish side scroller, you know, like little nightmares. Atmospheric inside. 2D puzzle. I always say cinematic puzzle platformer. I like that too. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. I, but I just, that's like, that is a favorite genre of mine. So I've been keeping an eye on Planet of Lana for a while. And I played through like the first, I don't know, I played the first hour or something like that this morning. Tore myself away from Zelda to finally play something different. I, 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 but I, Marcus, I you did the full review. You've, you've finished it. I, I, I want to get your thoughts first yeah I, i'm in the same boat as you kyle where like i love cinematic puzzle platformers whatever you want to call them like limbo inside uh, adore that game um didn't finish somerville and i'm naming these ones specifically because they all have uh play dead lineage uh including this game i forget what the the person that was the lead on this what their role was at play dead but i know that they are formerly of that company which is is funny because uh you know last year we got somerville right which was made by the one of the ex-founders of play dead which is a game that you reviewed kyle and yeah, i actually never uh, finished Dino Dino patty was like a producer on somerville yeah who helped, right who had left play dead recently yeah yeah and then you know with this game coming out a year later also by an ex-play dead person it's just funny to me that those two games coming back to back uh they both center around alien invasion it's <laughs> surprising i mean that's what yeah. struck me about it early on is like it, it feels like uh sort of a uh pre-technology human society is kind of like maybe oh interesting and then it's like there's an alien invasion happening to that society i mean this is all nothing is outlined nothing is really detailed Maybe they have more technology than I realize. Maybe that's a late game twist or something. But like, I like that concept, you know, it's like these are just people. They're almost like borderline 
like Neanderthals or something, and they're having to contend with an alien invasion. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely a bit more in that as you go. Uh, it's got it reminds me a little bit of Star Wars of like that the like there's high tech technology, but all this like crap for the most part. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And everyone looks like everyone looks like crap. It's not like they're wearing like high like super spacesuits. Like no, they just look like like villagers or whatever like we probably dress better than them they look they like um than us last guardian <laughs> characters you don't get a huge oh. look at the like humans of the last guardian but they like yeah they right am i crazy marcus like i don't know how i could see like if you made like 2d versions of like a ueda uh, character of, like, yeah, a yeah. Ueda protagonist <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i think i i see it uh so yeah the premise of this game you're playing as lana's young girl uh, robots like machines come and basically abduct her village. Uh, she's mainly going after like her friend slash relative slash lover relationship isn't really clear, but like someone close to her is, you know, scooped up with her village. And so she's the only one that gets away and is just trying to find and rescue them. And along the way, she meets this little uh, kind of like cat like critter late named uh, Mew. Mew, I think is yeah, how M-U-I. she yells it. Mew, yeah, I yeah. I don't know why it sounds like it's wrong because my brain is defaulting to the Pokemon Mew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who I guess both cute cat-like animals. Now that I think about it, <laughs> so. yeah, I, guess, I mean, cat-like. Yeah, I guess that's as far as I got. I found Mew, and we I got the you know achievement that we had become friends. Did you pet Mew? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Oh, uh, okay. She, she's stuck in a cage right now that I gotta open. So a monster doesn't eat her or something. Gotcha. <laughs> That's kind of like yeah. petting her. I, I like that. You could pet her anytime. And I, I found myself petting her whenever we got past like any challenging sequence. Like, it, like there's no benefit for it, right. but it just felt like the appropriate thing. I'm like, Hey, we, we did it. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's kind of the game. It's like, I, first and foremost presentation, like, Oh my God, this is a beautiful game. <laughs> like art direction. It's got kind of like a, like a, painted like a very clean sort of like painted look where like i said in my review where it's like yeah i think most like screenshots i would just want to frame and hang like the background art looks phenomenal the you know the game takes you through uh different settings like a forest and a beach and you know a desert and all looks amazing the soundtrack also rocks like i i love the main theme which uh, very cinematic like i was kind of surprised uh yeah i was impressed and there's and the main theme is uh, important, too, because it actually has, like, story significance, and you're going to hear it a lot in, in different, like, variations of it. Like, you'll get, like, the quiet piano version of it, and then you'll get, like, the grand orchestral version, and then everything in between. And at first, you're like, oh, I guess they just really like this, which, I mean, fair, I do, too. But then you're like, oh, <laughs> no, this there's, like, in-world, like, like world significance to this theme, apparently. Like, it's they, they use it mechanically, too. Oh, cool. Okay um and and like a lot of game like you know if you play games like limbo or inside you know you're largely going left to right you're you you move kind of deliberately almost like you're controlling like a puppet in the way that you did in like the boy in limbo and you're pretty much just solving environmental puzzles of like hey how do we get not only just how do i get across this obstacle but how do i get um you there too because Mew is more agile uh, it can jump higher than you can so a lot of the climbing stuff is more on you to get past and then you will sort of like do other tasks like oh it can distract enemies so that you can sneak past or you can you eventually you can kind of command it where you kind of point a cursor and say like hey can you jump up there and cut that rope down so i can climb it 
and uh along the way you'll eventually be able to like hijack enemies minds with Mew and then you can hack some of the machines and use them and the mechanics are like it feels fine and a lot of the puzzles are like pretty well designed uh if not sometimes a little tedious uh like you'll walk into a situation like okay i i think i see exactly what i have to do here i just got to move a bunch of boxes around sure <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and kind of put everything in their proper place and then when you die you're like okay i gotta do all that again uh and just not get seen you know because you go down pretty much in one hit if you get uh caught by uh machines a lot of it's stealth focus you're hiding in tall grass a lot while you're trying to uh get these puzzles set up uh and there's some like a few interesting one-off things like there's one pretty big puzzle that sort of relies you on um finding symbols in the environment itself to sort of like basically create like a musical note uh and hmm. uh there's uh some even uh quick time events stuff of like like which i didn't expect from this game of like really fast-paced sequences where you're just like following button prompts and like mashing certain buttons really fast and and like that uh and i i think my main like i think the game's enjoyable i think it's good i gave this game a seven seven five out of ten and that's ultimately because i i feel like the puzzles sort of peak early Mm. in, in terms of their complexity and they don't mix it up enough at least for me where like in between those sort of like cool one-off puzzles you're kind of going back to sort of the same song and dance like okay moving some boxes around cutting some ropes and also the the difficulty of the puzzle is weird because some like you'll be late in the game and then you run into a puzzle that's actually very basic or or like even a stealth sequence where you're like oh okay i bet they're asking me to do something kind of crazy here and you're like no just sneak under this guy and you're like oh that was it you're like but that last one, we did all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and like this one, just like like two hours, three hours into the game, just like, oh, no, sneak under this guy. And that's it. You're like, that's kind of weird. All right. And it, I don't know. It just felt like the escalation, like it, it was like off to me of like, I was hoping for something a little bit more interesting here. And now we're sort of regressing, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And then it'll start to peak again. You're like, okay, we're building up to maybe something that we're going to combine these mechanics in maybe more inventive ways. And then they don't. It, it's like oh no that was actually a little bit more straightforward than i thought it would be uh and it just never feels like it hits that next gear it like bumps up against it a few times but it doesn't cross it and on one hand if you're looking for something maybe a little bit more relaxed that might be nice if you're not trying to like bust your brain and i, I don't necessarily need this to be like some like jonathan blow level like <laughs> puzzle box <laughs> but i don't know when i think of like inside I feel like the puzzles in that game were like regularly surprising and inventive where like every puzzle felt like a really unique, cool thing. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe if the solution was kind of simple, it would just like what you were doing got crazier and crazier as you progressed in that game, you know, like you're changing like submarine. Yeah. Like the gravity of water with like bodies hanging in it and stuff like, like the solutions aren't that much different from the beginning of the game, but they're yeah. But I'm guessing that's what you're saying. That planet of Lana kind of lacks is that sort of, yeah, it kind of it, it feels like it plays the same couple notes throughout right. the entire game. You know, and it's not a long game, but yeah, that was kind of my my thing. It's like okay, I feel like I I, I kind of walked away like wanting more from it. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. like that feeling. It's like this is fine, but it, it feels like it could have done some more. I I think I wanted more. I feel a little maybe I don't know. Hollow sounds like too harsh of a word, but like. It did feel like a, a little lacking in that sense. That's all. 
Uh, like I said, I, I don't think anything's like designed badly necessarily. It's just maybe like bordering a little on the mediocre end, at least in terms of like the puzzle design and whatever. But for like an adventure of like just seeing the world, like getting to see different parts of that beautiful world, the music and even the story stuff, which in the story isn't anything too wild. Like, like a lot of those games, you know, there's no dialogue. A lot of the more interesting storytelling sort of told in the background or along the edges. And a lot of it's up to your interpretation. Like you see something, you go, Oh, is hmm, what's that all about? And yeah. they even do the, um, like inside, uh, there's, uh, collectibles that you can find that are very easy to miss. Like you really got to be observant to find like a, Oh, there's a hidden path here. And at least to like these collectible, it's like a pretty much a stone tablet that pretty much spells out the origin of this world, but it's like broken in pieces. So you're finding the pieces and gradually putting them together and you're like, Oh, okay. I think I see how humanity came to be on this world and whatever. So if you do want that background, you're going to want to like scour for those. Uh, like I said, they're, it, they're very hard to find. And some of them are even, it feels like they're paced weird where I found like the first four and then went an hour where I didn't find any. And you know, <laughs> I was trying, but I was like, Oh, I don't, at least in my mind, I don't see any obvious place or it's, or, or maybe because it was like, sometimes the puzzles are so involved. You're like, oh, I don't know if I feel like, jumping down there and potentially dying and having to do that again <laughs> right, to, see, yeah. to see if there's a hidden path there. But then after like an hour, I remember I found another one and it was like, Hey, you found number eight. And I was like, wait, did I, I missed like four, <laughs> like in that short amount of time. Is that accurate? Cause it tells you like on the achievements, the number, like four out yeah. of eight out of 10, you're like, how did I miss that many that quickly? Were they all bunched together? <laughs> so I don't know how they're laid out. Kyle, you strike me as someone that's going to go in and, find all of those yeah i already found uh, one which is like that's the second i found it i was like well i gotta find all these now exactly right. game yeah. i mean i was that until i hit that gap it's like well i guess now i'm <laughs> well, already i'm too far now i am with these games in particular i do tend i will go back and try to find those things like somerville which i liked quite a bit but didn't like wasn't over the moon for or anything i went and got all the endings and everything like i just i like replaying these types of games because like once you even know the solutions like it, to me it's weirdly becomes even more fun because it just becomes so fluid and you know what you're doing and it feels like more cinematic and though it's it's kind of a weird thing i appreciate about that genre so you you have yeah. certainly not talked me out of it marcus i i want to play more i i, I don't yeah, see where i don't, where I don't finish this yeah i i will pause tears of the kingdom momentarily i mean Maybe we'll see, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's like I, said, I think seven, seven, five, not a bad score. So no, like no, no, shy no. Of an eight. I think it's totally solid. It's enjoyable. Yeah. It's you know, I I had fun with it. I just wanted more from it ultimately. So right. hey, you know, it's out now on Xbox. It's on Game Pass. You know, it's I I feel like saying it's a good Game Pass game sounds like an indictment sometimes. Of like, yeah, this wouldn't be worth playing if it wasn't on Game Pass. So I'm, yeah. I'm always cautious to use that term depending on the game. I'm going to be playing on Steam. Oh, okay. Pro gamer right here. We're going to buy it, right? Well, you know. <laughs> if I didn't have our Steam Press account, yes, I would buy it. Okay. Because this game's on my list. I've, I've been looking I, forward to this one. Yeah, I actually don't know how much it costs. Probably like 20 sounds right. Uh, now we need, a, we need a fighting game that features, you know, the inside and Limbo protagonists and the Somerville it, family, <laughs> the Little Nightmares protagonists. It is uh, Super currently, currently $17.99 uh, on Steam. 
Okay. We're doing the ten percent discount. I like that idea though, Kyle. I want, I want super play dead all stars. What's the other one I'm thinking of that I like a lot? That's like you drive a car, and then the sequel you had more of a boat. Sky. Oh, what um, is that called? You think Sky uh, Children? Lone sales. Lone sales. Is oh, lone sales. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very much in that. I like yeah, both of those are very good too. I feel like the sequel. Uh, far lone far sales. Lone and far sales. lone tide. Far, yeah, uh, changing, changing tides. tides. Yeah. Uh, quite good, but just kind of ended like it, I don't remember exactly when it came out, but I feel like it kind of got just sort of glossed over. But yeah, because the, the second one was like too. early last year, which is why I think it was, it was like February was it last, last year. Yeah, because I played oh, it. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I think I finished it. Like, that was one of Ben right Reeves' before. last reviews before he left. Oh, okay, because I, I I think in my mind I finished it and like mo- rolled right into Elden Ring, and I was like. Pretty like, much, yeah. yeah. You know. You're like, this is a good appetizer. Yeah, uh, it was a good game. Good. I liked that. Yeah, game, it's, but. yeah. But. I played it uh, probably, probably for an hour, the sequel, and I think it was just like a pretty slow start for me. I think so. I, fell off. Yeah. I, sh- I should go back to it because yeah. I did like the mechanics of it all, like, um, you know, managing did you like the first the one. I never played the first one. Okay. Just, yeah. Like, because it's, it's, it's pretty much. I think much I that prefer thing. the first one actually. Oh, despite really? despite talking about how much I like changing tides, I think between the two, I think I I, I like the first one a little more. But uh, yeah, I think both the second games. was a little bit more mechanically dense. Yeah, you're, you're doing like sailing, like sea sailing as well as like the sand stuff. Yeah, I think uh, I like the sort of specificity but, of like a vehicle, you know, yeah, where you're not really sure. going underwater necessarily. Yeah, uh, but they're both good. They're both great games. If you if yeah. you like this style of game that we're talking about and you miss those for sure go play those too yeah. you could probably do that crossover by having all those characters on that boat like maybe far is exactly. the host that's, that's for all the... the play dead people yeah you know there you go what's the far character name mr far <laughs> is it, does it have an, does does it have a name I don't chris think so. chris farley chris Far. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you guys have also been, have have you both been playing exoprimal or just you marcus no, we've both played. We played together. Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I played the in beta. the beta. Yeah, I yeah, played the I first you beta, it, didn't you? And wrote a big old feature about it. And then recently, Marcus went to a Capcom event and played okay. more. Right. I, I've seen our TikTok clips of y'all playing that game. <laughs> yeah, guys, that's our <laughs> most successful TikTok clip. Is like a is a clip from Exoprimal. Weirdly, yeah. Um, did it. It still shows up on my for you page randomly. <laughs> it's a good. Like, I've seen this like twice, but <laughs> sure, game... I'll, I'll watch again. <laughs> to be fair, like out of context, that game is a head turner. If you just saw, a oh yeah, absolutely, raptors raining from the sky, you're probably going to want to see what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I I went to Capcom's office in San Francisco for a, a press event, got to play three hours of it, uh, which it was pretty much just three hours of matches. But we got to see the story, or at least like how the story unfolds for the first time, and because uh, you know it's not it's a multiplayer only game. There's no single player campaign in you know the traditional sense uh, or single player in general, uh, so they're kind of almost doing like a Titanfall one esque approach with like uh, I got to see this thing called the analysis map, which is where the story comes in, and it's just this big like radial flowchart of all of these unlockable, uh, not even just cutscenes of the main narrative but even like scenes of like lore stuff of like oh here's something about the 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 company that is behind the exosuits or you know like stuff like that like basically like audio logs in the sense you know yeah and basically uh the more matches you play at the end of them you'll unlock a certain number of them 
And then when you unlock one, it'll unlock the connecting chart. And basically the flow oh, okay. chart feeds towards the center and it looks like the center has the finale. And so you're pretty much just like working your way down where you start on the outer rim, you unlock scenes that feed into whatever scene connects to that specific scene that is in closer to the center until you get to the the middle. It's like No Man's Sky. You got to get to the center of the universe. So, um, like, but... if I could, like, we conceivably take different routes on that circle and see different elements of the story, like, like, it's I, I, I'm not sure how they unlock because it, it seemed random. Like, it was pretty much just rewarded alongside like your mission rewards at the end of the match. Like, hey, here's your new unlock. Here's this. And it, also, you got a story cutscene, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you go to the last map, you unlock it, and then it's like, sometimes I would get one scene. And as soon as I watched it, it'd be like, boom, you unlock another one of connecting to it. You're like, oh, hmm. okay. And then it'd be like, boom, you unlock another small like audio log thing. You're like, oh, okay. I just got like three things in one, like, I guess after, from one match. Uh, I, I, I would assume it's preset if they're trying to tell like a linear narrative that, you know, regardless of when you unlock the scene, you're all going to unlock the same scene. Okay. Is what I gather. There's the Zelda approach now, right? Where you can find cutscenes in the world and you can take them in any order. I just didn't know if it was kind of like that. I, I got to say, Exoprimal, the thing that I'm like genuinely most interested in is the story. Like, cause it's like, silly. Yeah. I, I want to see what the con, <laughs> like the conceit is and what it's about. Like, I, I'm not a big multiplayer guy, but like, that actually sounds like a worthy reward for me. Is like, we're, we're, like you jump into this bizarre world filled with dinosaurs and AI robots like telling you what to do and I kind of like the idea that it's like well, that stuff's fun and all but like you, you, the story will now tell you exactly how we arrived here like I don't know I, I, I'm kind of into it I, I think I want to I think I want to see it you think I would say like the story looks wild the writing is maybe intentionally bad and like a, a B movie cheesy. Like I kept thinking of binary domain and I've been okay. thinking that ever since I've seen this game, which is a game that I like. Um, but it, it it's like because it has that B game, B movie vibe to its story, like it is so dumb, but it knows it's dumb. Yeah. Uh even when it tries to be serious and Exo Prime has a similar vibe, but the writing is just like the character dialogue, because you know, you're part of the small team, you got the leader, this guy named Lorenzo, is like this very jovial, tough guy, very pronounced, I believe, like Caribbean, Jamaican accent. He's like, hey, hey, man, yeah. And he's like, oh, gonna no. fight. That could be, <laughs> like... be ill advised. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, he re- whoever plays him really goes for it. All right. <laughs> and then you got, uh, I think, Alders, who's like the sassy scientist guy. You got uh, Majesty, who's the Regina lookalike. <laughs> that made us all think oh from dino, dino crisis. crisis right okay yeah, yeah, yeah she's like the tough military lady and then you got uh i think sandy who's like the robot just like your ai partner and then you who's like your creative character and just the the, the back and forth between them is just so, so a real line from this game um so for prem uh for like context the idea is that you're from the year 2040 somehow you get brought into the year like 2043 and like a parallel universe where the characters are encountering alternate future versions of themselves on top of the fact that dinosaurs are raining from portals. <laughs> and God, Earth. Okay. <laughs> but it's a future self only three years ahead of time. Yeah. It's not like a huge jump. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's like Weird. a few years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, they're weirded out by this. And oh, like... I gained 15 pounds. <laughs> like the big character change. 
<laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't know, I, I paid off a loan. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh there's like a scene where uh so the the alders guy the scientist he has a robot hand almost like very big boss like and he's talking to one of the guys in the future who is like he's pretty much the guy that knows what's going on he's telling them everything like hey there's future versions of you i'm hanging out with them right now here's what you guys have to do to maybe fix this and he sees alders with the robot hand and he's like huh i saw another version of you that didn't have a robot hand I guess that means he's like. I guess that means you're left-handed, and he makes a certain suggestive hand motion. <laughs> he's like, I guess that means if you, you probably know where I'm going. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. he's idea. like, I guess that means you're left-handed, and then Aldrich is just like, going no, I go no. Every time no. that uh, that idea of like you know, oh maybe it was meant to be stupid. They they're leaning into the B movie nature of it. I always think of uh, Leo Vader, former game former. Uh, video producer and now over at Minmax and has his own YouTube channel and everything. He once said that video games that are like that or movies, any form of media, they need to have in the credits, this was supposed to be stupid. Like they need to like <laughs> make that clear because it's like you can't you don't get to just be like, oh it's stupid but it's good this time as opposed to like it's stupid but it's bad. It's like we have to know the creator's intent. If it was meant to be stupid, they gotta put it in the game somehow. <laughs> they should put that like you know how most movies they preface it with like based on the true stories. Like, right. This is supposed to be stupid and then the trailer this is, starts. <laughs> this is a dumb one, you guys, is what it needs to be. <laughs> this, don't think too much. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, would it would have made Hot Rod a huge hit? I don't know if you guys know that movie. It wasn't. Oh great, yeah, I know Hot Rod. Imagine I've if the opening it, of that movie said, I was "Don't worry, this is supposed to be very that. stupid." <laughs> or a college student who quoted that movie too often. I love that movie. That cool beans. Were you known as the Hot Rod guy around your circle? Like, oh, here, here he comes. He's gonna say, something <laughs> <about> <laughs> "Hot Rod." <laughs> you just hear like a guy Babe like wait. quoting Hot Rod, like slowly fade into like. <laughs> <laughs> coherency like oh oh here he comes oh, that movie's fantastic <laughs> yeah i should watch it um cool. but yeah uh so yeah that's like expo primal story the only thing uh the uh, other i guess big thing i got to see was like the hangar which is like the customization stuff getting to outfit your exosuit with uh these things called modules that basically just give you perks you know you can have up to three there's different styles of modules. there's ones for just attack or offense there's one general slot for like hey you know maybe when you reach low health you move faster and you can purchase them with the in-game currency you can upgrade them to make them better uh and you can also uh use the same ones across multiple suits which is nice since they're doing like sort of an overwatch style of you know because you can switch classes on the fly during matches uh what's also nice it's like a small thing but i appreciate it that you can favor the suit so that you'll automatically start the match wearing that one because oh, I believe nice. otherwise yeah. it's, it's like randomized if you don't pick it. Like, hey, we're just going to start you in this one. Also, okay, shout out to uh, to Zephyr, which is the suit that I use the most. It's one of the attacking suits, and it's like the sword melee one. It like moves oh, really oh fast yeah, I use that one. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. He he, he kind of wound up being the favorite among like the press. Like, we're just talking to other media people, and we we all seem to consent. Like, yeah, is he the big uh, red armor dude with the sword? Uh, no, he's blue. Blue? Okay. Well, you can probably customize that. I even, mean, you can but... customize them, but I yeah. believe I'm, I'm watching y'all's Exoprimal NGT. I've got that playing right now. Oh, yeah. uh, the for... red one, I think, is the 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 standard gunner. He's kind of like the basic, like all round gunner guy. I don't think he has a. Yeah, sword. I don't know. If, I don't know if either of us did the sword guy in when we were doing. I don't that think he NGT. was in the beta. But uh, oh, okay. no, this he definitely was. I, I played as him because. 
he's okay. super he is fun because he's the one that you can get the most in the thick of it with with the dinosaurs and he's Where, got like a hammer that he can lay down uh that's like guy. a mission specific thing like uh, anyone okay. can get oh yeah, hammer. yeah we also learn like strat wise like he's the best for advancing uh the mission because like the whole every mission is basically a race to finish the objectives before the other team like you're literally running to the next objective and you're trying to get there before the other team does and because he has that like sprint spurs he could kind of help keep the team ahead because only one of you need to get there yeah. for the team for right. the count for yeah. the team so we figured out because we were playing a bunch of like us against another team of uh press and like me and another person that was using Zephyr were like, hey, like, just keep sprinting constantly. Like, because, you know, just got, just that little bit of inch from that is enough to keep us in the head, uh, you know, so. That TikTok that we were talking about earlier on the Game Informer account that is far and away the most successful TikTok, <laughs> I'm playing as the sword guy. And okay, it's be- okay. and it and it's and the reason that I mean we're joking, but the reason that TikTok got so many numbers is because it's like it's a sword guy running into a giant thicket of raptors and swinging his sword around. I mean that's like that's pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah. And it feels cool. Like the game plays fine. Like I was, I don't know if you got a chance to play any of the of the, the beta. No, I really want to. I I didn't though. Yeah, I think that's one thing that maybe people aren't expecting. Like the game feels good to play. Like just as a shooter, even the melee stuff. Like I like. Yeah. Most of the classes I got to try. The matches are are fun, especially if you have like when you get people that you know and you're all just screaming at each other, just like <laughs> oh we gotta get to the object. Ah, oh, T Rex just showed up. What the hell? And like oh we see the other team. Like and the moments where you see the other team and you're like directly engaging with them and you're because you're pretty much just trying to sabotage each other's progress. Yeah, is really is really fun. I, I I still have my doubts about like the overall longevity of this game. You know, like the story is definitely designed to keep you around because like just from the sheer number of nodes in the analysis map and how many matches you might have to play to see everything, it seems like you're going to be in for the long haul to get to the, the center of that map. Um, and that's assuming that you care enough about the story to, to get there. But, you know. This seems out? like, uh, yeah, I was going to say like uh, one of my probably my favorite mode in Destiny is Gambit. Uh, and, and that's where you're you're both, you know racing to take down this big monster two teams their own you know essentially in like two different realms but fighting the same stuff and it's a race to see who can beat it all first and i love that game mode um and so this is just seems like it's going to be right up my alley because of that the two teams kind of racing for finishing first is a great way to do competitive without the frustrations for like more casual players. Like I love playing Gambit because my friends who don't want to jump into like trials of Osiris or like uh competitive in destiny, I play Gambit with them and I love it because like it's PVE, but there is this meta game that we're all participating in that makes it competitive yeah. for me to enjoy. So I really like that kind of style. Yeah. Cause you're not really fighting the other team until the end sometimes or if you happen to come across them but a lot of it is pve you're just trying to yeah. do it better than the other team and when you hear the announcer say like oh the, you're behind now it like the the tension is real like yeah. we need to we need to hurry up guys <laughs> like we were ahead and now like we're like a second behind them and you could see the ghost of the other players yeah you can see them doing the thing and you're like okay they killed like a raptor right before we did <laughs> like we're one raptor behind them <laughs> that's really funny it, yeah i'm it's, excited uh, it, it's it's fun. I I'm I'm very curious to see how if or if this takes off, like the response to it, especially because again, it's not a free to play game. It still feels like it maybe should be, 
it but, does. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. sixty dollar like thing. It is coming to Game Pass. Though. Yeah, I was about to say, is it coming to Game Pass? It's it coming out coming July fourteenth, right? Yeah. Okay. So Some... that helps to you know Game Pass sell. At least for me, sometimes that's a benefit that it's not free because then it's like the microtransaction side of it, which I'm sure will exist and will be annoying. It's like the turn down if if it's a full price game, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. Then, it's, I mean, it's not always that way. Sometimes it's it you play it and you're like, this should have been free to play. There's so much microtransaction crap in here that it's getting in the way. But sometimes it's like if you if you pay full price, then all the microtransaction stuff is very background. Like that, I like when I think benefits the game. Sometimes I agree. I I'm saying like when I say maybe it should be free to play, it's more of like a barrier to entry right. standpoint. Yeah. yeah, of like versus what the game is of like oh this was is fun, but I also have to sell this to like friends and say hey you guys got to drop sixty bucks on or seventy. I don't know. I I don't know what this is, but yeah. You guys got to spend all this money for a multiplayer game. We might play in the long run. Maybe we all get tired of it in a month. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it it, it being a game pass, not sixty. Yeah, Yeah. but still, your point stands. Like sixty bucks is a hard sell, as well. You know, yeah, game Uh, pass for for a game as niche as this is. It's not the next Call of Duty you're trying to get your friends to play. You know, yeah, but the next Call of Duty is gonna have dinosaurs now if this takes off, though confirmed please yeah. yeah why not let's do it the zombies yeah, yeah actually dinosaurs are cooler than the zombies i would yeah, agree with that yeah uh july 14th for exoprimal looks like release date word i have a question so we're kind of coming to the end of the show but i want to talk about zelda more have you got <laughs> what dungeons have you guys i know kyle you've beaten the game marcus all, baby which dungeons have you done none unless oh, okay. the um does the dungeon, you, the place you go with Impa in the beginning, is that a, it's technically a dungeon, even though it's not really elaborate? It's pre, I mean, it's kind of like the, a mini. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, it's to not. The, it's not a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know if that counts. It's like it dungeon. Does not. Ad- You'll know a okay. dungeon when you see it. <laughs> it's <Okay>. dungeon adjacent. <laughs> okay, never mind. I, I so I'm going to tell done. you how I, how I fought one of the dungeons, or dungeon bosses over the weekend. Yeah, I haven't played in a while because I've been tied up yeah. with other things, so. Uh, effectively i'm not going to talk about the dungeon itself but effectively i was like there's a there's the the boss is sometimes hard to hit i don't think that's a spoiler um and one of their phases they are particularly hard to hit for a certain reason and i kept running out of like arrows and resources to hit them with can you give me a cardinal direction of where this event was occurring uh yeah uh um north what no 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 east east okay i know what you're talking about yeah yeah and i was like running out of like arrows which i found was like the way i wanted to fight that boss and uh i got i died and i was like screw this like i i've i went through like all of my food all of my arrows i had i was just done it just drained me and uh and so i was like i i died i came back loaded my save and i built a fire truck outside of the arena for the boss like an actual fire truck effectively like it was playing with like um there was like some there was a substance involved that water helped with i'll say that and so i put together i pulled out my zone eye devices and was like assembling this thing and i and i and i've unlocked the batteries at this point so i can like power stuff without draining my own battery and i effectively just like drove around the arena and like kept running over this boss with my fire truck (laughs) 
and i beat i beat it that way and it, it that's really awesome good. that's so yeah. great it's like a this is like a big boss where you're like running into a chin with your little truck he's pretty big no comment yeah i mean i, I just want to say like are you, are you doing the equivalent of like a little kid like running his toy into his parents no 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 like he's playing i was bigger i was bigger and it felt really good because of that it was like you can't get away from me now you know that kind of thing like just ramming them it was good that's it was, great it was a that's lot so of cool i don't think i beat any bosses like by making a contraption like that but that's i love that like i love that you can do that that's so and i was absurd. i was worried i was like is it gonna is this gonna be the part where it like phases out my vehicle and i can't use the vehicle that i made and it didn't i was like oh my god now i was playing handheld and my frames were chugging so much because there's already so many particles on screen for like the boss's effects and then i've got my zoni fire truck that i'm like racing through it all in I wonder if you could like Fortnite the bosses where if you were really good with Ultra Hand and you had enough materials around, you could build a structure around them that essentially act as a cage where they yeah. couldn't move and then you could just take pot shots at them. <laughs> I think the bosses would probably just shatter whatever you built. I think, right? Like I would assume so. But I have seen people building like cages like giant cages to capture horses effectively out in the world like they'll just big oh, like just hovering it over and just and just like dropping a cage on a horse and stuff like that and like that works but i think bosses are just too strong by design like they'll just if they hit your thing like maybe they'll break it if you tried to sort of contain this them one it. didn't this one maybe not but, yeah i don't know like i was running we were like face first like head-on collision the funniest I, thing with all this, I was so, and I still am, by the way. I don't want to spoil anything for people not playing Zelda, but like, or for people who are are playing Zelda. But like, it's so funny to watch the community grow around this game because, like, every clip I've seen, every little thing I've seen about the game, I swear, is like people have like six hearts. You know, like <laughs> yeah. no one is making progress. Like no one like is going down the story rabbit hole. Like I like I I was I figured by this time I'd be like ready to start sharing like late game stuff to talk about that like oh it wasn't this cool when this happened but like i am still very much feeling like i cannot because no one's making any progress which is so fun like that's so cool that that's how everyone's approaching the game is just like slowly doing the story stuff but mostly just hanging out in a field and building crap (laughs) yeah some of the things i'm seeing just like on clips that i get sent like you know brian put that instagram clip in our works recently that had like that montage of just absolutely insane just mechs and like vehicles like a helicopter that someone yeah. made and you're like did you see the one where they had a drone and they they shot out a separate drone I, the latest tiktok i saw it had to have been like a glitch to like the duplication glitch to like they had like eight batteries on their character like for like their own battery they had like eight full batteries and they had a giant it was like a bomber plane and then they de- <laughs> they somehow detached a drone like a, a rover and so they were flying overhead and shooting cannons and then their Ooh. rover was fl- on the ground zooming around destroying stuff and what? it was like full frontal assault it was wild <laughs> i like how people are like nintendo you you're not gonna make a star fox we like we're gonna turn this into star fox we're just yeah. gonna have vehicles that were flying around you yeah. think inuma and like the team are watching these like tiktoks and they're just like hands on their face saying my god what have we done (laughs) when they see the korok clips probably i think i would imagine that was probably the biggest surprise to them is how people are just absolutely torturing the koroks with the backpacks and like 
I imagine they probably are excited to see people building stuff, but every time everyone just like launches a Korok into the atmosphere, the crucified like, Koroks. Yeah. Like, what did, you what know, someone doing? on the team was like opposed to letting players move and interact with Koroks, and he's having his moment now. Like, you see, I told you this would happen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you gave it. You gave fire to the mortals, and now look what they've done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am now. Uh, I got my switch stats. Oh, because it's been ten days, right? Yeah. 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 So I haven't played as, the results as much are in. as some people because it's been busy over here. But 30 hours, two dungeons, 36 shrines, uh, only five light root, roots because I'm scared of the depths. Oh, yeah. Hey, even I haven't. I'm 110 hours. My, if I look on the map and you see the percentage, yeah, it, I still say less than 50%. It says like 48, I think. And I'm wondering if it's because similarly I'm like not spending a lot of time down there yeah I, like i'm still just having a blast hanging around up up in the up in the world so i don't really go down there a lot i haven't seen a lot of clips of things down there either oh, that's cool that's good yeah like like i was gonna say like is that like a the last frontier of this game like are there are, are there potentials or is there potential for things that you could make down there that maybe you could only do down there that people haven't tapped into yet i don't know no not really. I mean, it's a new area, but like your tools are consistent throughout. It's not like yeah. when you go down there, suddenly you have a new set of tools or anything like that. So. Yeah, or even just the terrain. I was like, I don't know if it would engender any sort of like weird experimentation that maybe you could do on the Sky Islands or on Hyrule. Nah, not really. Hmm. No, no, I don't even mean that negatively or anything, but it's just like another location, you know. Um, I do have a question for you, Kyle. I need more Zonite refineries. I only have one that I have access to. Oh wow! Are okay. there multiple? Though so you see, found the one on Sky Island. Yeah, and that's the only one I found. Okay, there's the one in the in the starter village, like right outside of it. Oh, hold on, we might be talking about different things. The refineries are where you pay the guy, and he's like, "Hey, I'll make you a bunch of those the zonite fragments, whatever they're called." That's what yeah. you're talking about, right? There's one on the yeah. Sky Island, and then there's and there's a guy on the Sky Island who will take your uh, things and turn them into batteries. Right? You found yeah. both of those guys. Yeah. The the rest okay. of the rest of the refineries seem to be underground. I've probably found like four or five down there. Wait, refineries are they turn them into batteries only? Because I remember you, you know who I'm talking about, Kyle. The one that's like right outside the village where you first meet Pora. Because there's like a there's a piece of a sky island and there's one of the Hyrule soldiers just like I don't know what this is. I don't know what this thing is. And you yeah. go up there the first time and you know he, you tell him, but he's like a, a Zonite. A machine he's like hey like he's, he does the same thing of like hey yeah. yeah give me a bunch of these whatever those things are called and i'll make more but he's like I, I right outside the, no i the, i've missed him somehow at lookout landing is that the name of the the, the start starter town where you're like uh, little home bases basically where, like where yeah. there's the little underground area where you can yeah yeah, talk yeah that, that yeah the first town i yeah, don't know like what you're right talking about that. marcus so that whoever that that character is that you're talking about i have not found them or met them oh okay. they're like up he, in the sky just, above it I am fast. No, no, no. He's, there he's right on now. the ground. Like he's he's one of the machines. Like the implication is that his workshop, I guess, fell from the sky. But he's like right outside one of the gates. And really, it you kind of have to climb it. Like it's not super high, but you have to climb it. And there's like a soldier that stands out there all the time. He's just like, I want to solve the mystery of what this is. Okay. And then you, you you sort of show him up. Because you're like, oh, I can just climb up there and, I, and see what it is. You know what I think might have happened is because I just always I pretty much go there to buy arrows and to turn in my. Uh, you know, things to get hearts and stamina and stuff. 
I yeah. only fast travel there. I never go in through any of the see, entrances. I, so maybe I saw. I, I see it. what you're talking about. I see. Yeah, because I, I saw him. Can you on, hold it up, I, Alex? Can yeah, I see hold on. It? Let me get. Let me go over there. Yeah, because I saw him in route to the castle. Like when you do when you first have to go to the castle for the story. Yeah. Like on my way there, he's like right to the right side, and I was like, oh okay, and I just saw him. So he was the second. T- yeah, totally that, have that, missed this. I've, so there's yeah, lookout he's, he's like right there. There's the sky tower, and then. Well, yep, nope. Never talked to that guy. Got to go. Oh talk. Also, what God. a great. Also, what a great commercial for the OLED. It's nice and yeah, clean green to see it. <laughs> but yeah. um, what's well, funny? Yeah, like, I, I've put some, yeah. I've put hunt like literally more than a hundred hours into that game. And my my uh, my wife started playing recently, <laughs> and I've been sort of watching her play over her shoulder. And like I'm still like all the time. I'm like, where are you? I have never. Yeah, I have not been cause, here. Because that guy's clearly meant to be your accessible like yeah night guy I, on the ground i just always put go up so to the sky to island because he's right yep. next to a fast yeah. <laughs> yes that's why i was surprised alex i was like oh like he seemed like he was hard to miss because he's in that main gate and yeah. kind of oh no would... hold on no this is the battery only well, that's what I thought. Yeah, because there's there's the other one that you meet like that. He's right by a fast travel point on the starter island. Okay, so yeah. is he a different one, or he just I'm looking for the much? guy who turns who turns the ore into the yeah. um capsules, like not the capsules, the uh the big triangle blocks. Things, yeah. yeah, the triangle. Okay, so it's yeah. a different yeah. Guy, different. But that's wild okay. that I have totally missed that guy. It's still nice to know this guy's up. here. Yeah, uh, but those are all underground, uh, Alex. They, okay, um, right. and there's a bunch of them and they also produce a lot more. So like, oh, okay. cause the guy on the sky Island, what does he give? He has like eight at a time. The ones underground have like 20, 30 at a time. Oh wow. Okay. So, I need to do that. Just follow some of the statues. You know what I'm talking about? Go talk to Josh. Go talk to Josha. He'll sort you out or she'll sort you out. Joshua. Josh has got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> I know the, I know the statues you're talking you. about. I do. Josh, tell her That's Kyle it. sent you. She'll hook you up. <laughs> okay, cool. I will. <laughs> Awesome. Well, anything else, guys, before we kind of we start to wrap up? No, nah, Zelda's still great. I yeah, will, Zelda's I still great. Play some more Planet of Lana. There's a lot for, of games uh, coming out in the next two weeks. We've got a PlayStation showcase, or I guess it would have already happened by the time. Oh yeah, that's why we're not talking right? about yeah. it because we already. Yeah, yeah so in case you're rec- we're recording this the day before that, and so yeah, so yeah. Should we make any predictions that will be like? Um, wrong or, or right yeah are those fun to listen to in retrospect as a podcast listener i don't know maybe all right mark 20 20 should we, off, right. the dome, off the dome okay i'm I'm gonna frame it as as if it happened so i'm gonna pretend to be excited for it mm-hmm. okay you ready mm-hmm. man could you guys believe how great marvel spider-man 2 looked in that playstation showcase yeah the, the game the web swinging it was so cool seeing miles and peter swinging together <laughs> And man, Venom. I, I've seen some Venoms in my what day, but that one might take the cake. That Venom was potent. And But you know what? That, that was all cool, Marcus, but I couldn't believe that despite there already being an Insomniac game there, they showed Wolverine gameplay. Right? I couldn't believe that they showed that. Two Insomniac games? <laughs> wow. Blew my mind. That's, that's his wild. Claw, his claws look great. They they cut real good. You know, you know what I... I couldn't believe guys what's that when blue point announced um a metal gear solid remake yeah of the first the rumors game were right the rumors were true the third not game the third for some one reason oh it was a yeah. wait wait 
I, I've. Uh, I think you got to do the first one. Why would you do the third? one? I mean, the rumors. Yeah, it's not. Snake it's eater. not a, we've <laughs> watched it, so I'm saying it was the first one, right, Alex? It was the first okay. one, not the third. Yeah. one. and we were all surprised all... that it wasn't the third one. Is what it was what we're yeah. saying? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do the third one? That would be dumb. Yeah. Because that's the that's the one that was rumored before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, it's the first one in the chronological timeline. Uh, well, so, it's not, right. but. <laughs> Oh no, three is three is yes. Yeah, yes, three yes, is yes, Snake yes, Eater. Yeah, I'm sorry, I thought you, I thought we were talking about Melgar Solid One. Yeah, okay. No, no sorry, no, no. apologies. Yeah. You know what you're talking about Marcus. Should have never doubted you. Man, what what a wild show! What a wild show! And those catch him. Oh, and Little Devil Inside the release date. Man, that's just around. <laughs> I'm, the I'm playing it right now. Who would have thought it would have came out after the show? Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty cool game so far. And Hollow Knight. <laughs> They finally, they finally showed that off. You know? I can't hold all of these games, Alex. <laughs> so all right. Half Life right, Alex well, on PSVR two. Oh my god! They did it. They did it. I pre-ordered my headset. Half Life Alex non VR. The one that's already out, <laughs> so everybody can play it. Well, coming up next, we've got the uh, interview Marcus did with WWE Tag Team Pretty Deadly. So look forward to that in the next couple minutes. Uh, I also wanted to shout out. We got a new podcast review. Uh, from Santa's Pants, they left us a five-star review. Santa's Pants? Yes, yes. Saying, I have listened to this show for a long time and have never been disappointed. And with me being a massive Nintendo and Zelda fan, with Tears of the Kingdom coming out, I have been extra excited for these new episodes. Although I have a question. I play Smash Bros. more than any other game, so I was wondering what everyone's Smash main was and why they liked them. Sincerely, the underscore Reaper aka santa's pants santa's pants just sidebar those would probably be really smelly because of all the milk that he drinks <laughs> yeah yeah and the travel by the way tune link for me to answer that question in ultimate which is funny because i'm usually like a fire emblem person even though i don't like the i don't oh, play one of those fire, huh? I, I liked uh, roy and melee i love and marth and uh i'm lucina in ultimate i really played a lot of but mm. tune link was uh, surprised me as being the one that i really stuck with the most I'm regular Link. Play when I want to have fun and be bad, I play Diddy Kong because I love Diddy Kong. I usually don't do mains necessarily in fighting game. I jump around, but I will say probably Cloud. Like he's usually who is who I start with when I play Smash. Is like to get me in the mode to start yeah. off on a good foot, and I and I'm good with him. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Cloud. I mean, Smash is a game that like I have fun whenever I if I put random, I still have a great time. Like it do, it truly doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you for that review. Uh, I just want to remind people uh, to watch us on Twitch uh, on Fridays, uh, our, our replay series, Super Replay, uh, twitch.tv slash Game Informer. Uh, that's where you see Marcus and Kyle. And uh, we, we've been streaming more often lately. Um, so I think we're going to, well, again, already this is already going to be published, but uh, probably going to stream the PlayStation Showcase. Um, I'm planning to. Um, don't forget. You did a good job. Thank you, thank great. you, yeah. Single issues of Game Informer magazine uh, print are available for $5.99 at GameStop.com slash Game Informer. Um, don't forget to follow these guys here. You can follow Kyle at Kyle M. Hilliard, and you can follow Marcus at MarcusStewart7, and you can follow me at It's Van Aiken. Go and listen to All Things Nintendo, our other weekly podcast hosted by Brian Shea. Uh, if you're a Nintendo fan, and uh, yeah, let's jump into the WWE tag team interview. Pretty deadly. All right. Bye.
first and foremost, great to meet both of you. Uh, my name is Marcus Stewart. I'm with Game Informer, associate editor, and I am joined by Kit Wilson and Elton Prince of Pretty Deadly. How are you guys doing today? Yes, Lord. There doing, we go. Doing uh, doing very well, thank you, Marcus. How are you? Thank you for having uh, us. I'm doing great. I'm doing better now that I'm with you guys. You know, he's off to a good start. You're a charmer. Yeah, you're a charmer. You've charmed me. <laughs> you know, I, I've learned for the best. You know, this is a big uh, day for you guys. Yeah, as we're recording, uh, SmackDown is tonight. Uh, mm -hmm. You were both recently drafted to the SmackDown roster, and also you both have been added to WWE 2K23, which is your first appearance yeah, in a WWE yeah, totally. 2K game. Uh, so first and foremost, how does it feel to be in a video game? Uh, it's kind of surreal, isn't it? That's that's the reality of it. Um, when, you know, because the 2K team are really good with their marketing. So we saw a lot about it online. And, you know, watching the entrance, we were messaging each other, like, oh, it's really cool. Like, it looks just like us, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But then, obviously, when it when it came out on Wednesday, we got the chance to sit down and play it, and it was it, it made it so much more real. Like you know, you can watch something on your phone and think, "Oh, that's really cool." But when we sat down, you know, controllers in hand, and you're playing as yourself, it's it's just wild, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and what, and what we all doing as children, you know, we're playing video games. You you get obsessed with video games, then to kind of grow up and you're in a video game, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. And it turns out it's a way to win your dad's approval. There yeah. you go. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> bonkers. And you guys are former, uh, you know, two-time NXT UK tag champions, former NXT tag champions. All obviously really great accolades. But is it? Is there something about being in a video game that is that the moment where you really feel like, hey, I, I, I made it in this business? I think it's definitely it's it, it could be it could be because I think um, the main thing is that it, it feels like it has more reach right like some yeah. people watch wrestling but you know they've got their favorites um, and we might not necessarily be that yet we will Marcus we'll don't that. worry we will we'll get that. <laughs> we will but you know the people all around the world everyone mm -hmm. even necessarily you know regular regular viewers of wrestling play the game because it's just so much fun so I think that's what makes it feel more real for yeah. us it makes it feel like a big deal like I feel like this is when our family start, you know, stop kind of asking the questions of like, oh, are you still doing the wrestling then are you? Like now they've seen us in a video game. It's like, ah, oh, they're not they're only doing doing well. the wrestling. Yeah. Come on a game. Come on a game. Come on. <laughs> it's like, do you guys buy your family members copies of the game? It's like, you guys have to play this now because we're in it. Uh, so my, my dad lives in China. No, no video game history. Doesn't know anything, but as soon as he heard, he bought a PlayStation 5 and he bought the game. <laughs> oh, my God. Dare I say a baller move. <laughs> but I was flattered and I said thank you from, from me and Elton. It was, uh, he, and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's, he, he's not good on the sticks. doesn't no, know what he's, he's doing, but, but it, was, uh, it was lovely, yeah. Very sweet. Yeah, I mean, nothing says love than buying a $500 console just to support <laughs> your kids. I, I, I love it. And I have to ask this, you know, a big tradition with WWE 2K are the ratings reveals. You know, every superstar is excited or terrified to see your ratings. You guys are both rated as an 81. How does that make you feel? Well, that's the thing. The only thing we were terrified about, it's not what number it was. It was that we were the same number. Because ah. we're the same person. Mm -hmm. Same person. The thing I'm pretty deadly is you've got lots of teams that are kind of mismatch, but mm -hmm. we're the same. We're me brain, Sue brain. You know, we're the same. We're two in one. So to get the same rating, oh, that's a good rating as well. 81. 81. 81 is pretty good. We're in, you know, we've got a good company. Funnily enough, we're at the same rating as Butch. And Ridge, who is going to be our debut match tonight on SmackDown. Oh, and I'm mm. We should simulate it. 
Well, beforehand. Yeah, because I know what the result would be. Well, obviously we know what the result would be. But it'd be yeah, nice yeah. to see it in video game before we do it tonight. That'd be like it would be nice to watch ourselves beat them up before we go on and beat them up. Yeah, that's fun. Wow, that's like a, a vortex. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna ask that uh, if you guys had a chance to play as yourselves yet, and how often in general do you guys play each other in in video games? well uh yeah so we i think it came out on wednesday and we've been traveling a little bit but i think just before we we left to travel we had we've had a little dabble haven't we mm -hmm. yeah, uh, we a couple of times and we're loving it really yeah it's really fun um i think i like how you know how much more the game has evolved since when we played mm. when we were younger i think that's something that's really exciting about it you know there's a lot more i don't know i just feel like you've got a lot more like freedom with it well, when, you know I, mean? when, when so I was younger playing playing all the wrestling video games, I loved the customization. Obviously, I wasn't a wrestler then, so I'd create myself, I'd create this, create that. Mm -hmm. And the customization of this 2K game is is next level. Is we're getting tweets, we're getting tagged and stuff, and and it's unbelievable. That's really quite impressive. Mm -hmm. As for gaming in general, we're, we're, we're oh, big gamers. Um, when we were doing the NXT UK camps, uh, I, don't, I don't know how many people are sort of aware of it, but it would be a couple of weeks at a time. And obviously, you're always looking for ways to try and pass time we're rooming together in the hotel so we're rooming together and we used to bring our playstation and we just used to play endless tournaments of nba nba 2k mm -hmm. so that was really fun uh, and i won every single okay don't do that every single time but why you know what your tactic was boy you what? pick you chose yao ming every time dunk 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 <laughs> dunk <laughs> i was gonna ask what is your uh elton like what is your go-to team for nba 2k uh, i'm a lakers fan so that's that's my go-to. Uh, probably you know Lakers in six. Probably yeah. win. Probably win the whole thing this year. Yeah, I feel good about it. We'll that. We'll that. You know, we might be two 0 down, but you know, classically, everyone comes. comes we love back it. from a two. We love a comeback down. story. Yeah. yeah. What games do you like, Marcus? I'm interested. Oh boy, that's a big can of worms for someone in my position. But uh, I I love platformers. It's probably my favorite genre. So like Mario was my first game growing up. Like the original Super Mario Brothers. I'm gonna show my age here a little bit, um, but. Pretty much every Mario game. Um, playing Zelda right now, which yeah. recently came out, Tears of the Kingdom. That's that's a big jam. That new Star Wars game. I, I like I like a bit of everything, but I'd say platformers and and like action adventure stuff is probably my bread and butter. That's fair. Nice. Yeah, that's fair. I'm enjoying the new Zelda. Good fun. Yeah, you're enjoying yourself. Good fun. Yeah, I I need to play more of it. I I'm tied up with work stuff, but my Switch is always there, just sitting there tempting me. Like I could be I could be building some really dumb stuff with Ultra Hand right now. <laughs> well, that's the that's the interesting thing about the busier you get and the more like uh, the more work you've got, it's a good thing, right? But then you kind of notice yeah. how there's there's like hobbies and interests you have, and they're always to the side. Yeah. You're kind of like, oh, I wouldn't. I'm working technically, but I wouldn't mind having a little uh, a little yeah a, little, a quick game a, a quick dabble. game if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. What were you guys' uh, favorite WWE games growing up? Oh, uh, what was the... So I... Oh, God, there was a... Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't I know. I've got two. I don't know the specifics. I think it was the one. I think it was maybe 2009, SmackDown versus Raw versus ECW. Oh, Where you could go yeah, to the yeah, top yeah, of the yeah, cell, yeah. throw people off the top of the cell. Hell in a Cell, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I used yeah, to yeah. love... Hell, Hell in a Cell was my favorite type of match when I was a kid. That was, I used to love doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really liked SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Oh. Yeah, uh, and on GameCube, me and my childhood best friend would play Day of Reckoning. Oh, yeah, that's a nice deep cut. That's interesting. That was wild, and that's just come to me now. I kind of almost forgot that you've kind of grabbed that from me. Day of Reckoning. Yeah, uh, dare I say I'm jealous of your deep cut. I like one myself. Come on, I played like some old ones as well. <laughs> you know, for Day of Reckoning, occasionally I will still YouTube the commercial for that, which is like 
John Cena doing that Day of Reckoning rap. Oh. I remember when it first came out, it was so catchy. <laughs> I don't think I've seen this. Yeah, it's worth looking up. He just does, this is when, you know, pure Doctor of Thugonomics mode yeah. Cena. And he just does this Day of Reckoning rap. And it's it's one of his better ones that no one talks about, I guess, because it was a commercial. But yeah, oh. that's what I always think of when I think of Day of Reckoning. Uh, I mean, I'm, we're watching that we'll, straight We'll away. do some research straight on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also good, SmackDown versus Raw 07. I had a long phase with that game where my brother and my friend had like endless triple threat matches. Yeah, uh, we would yeah. keep tally about, you know, who would win the most every session. Uh, that one's another one that's very close to me. So, you know, that's great cool. taste. Both hey, of you. Thank you. Mainly me. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting playful. And just in general. Oh, you. And just in general, uh, what is your earliest memories of video games? Like, where do you remember the first video game that you guys played that got you Ooh. into the medium? Uh, I don't know. So I enjoy gaming, but I don't have that like, you know, you know how a lot of gamers have that knowledge. I don't know. I don't have much of that gaming knowledge, so I couldn't be, be able to like give you all the specifics. But I remember being a kid and my dad having uh, some sort of game that had the joystick. And I used to love oh. the game where you was a small fish. And then you could eat bigger fish. Oh. And then the more fish you ate, your fish got bigger, which meant you could eat more fish. I think that was fish, fish, yum, yum. Yeah. Fish, fish, yum, yum. Yeah. yeah. That was... I've never heard of that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not, by no means am I saying it was a great game, but that's, oh. you know, at this, at this age, I'm like four or five. And I just remember right. I could play it endlessly, just trying to, because yeah. the goal was to get your fish as big as possible, right? But oh, if, yeah. if you try to eat a fish that was bigger than you, then your fish, you know, disintegrated. Wow. Have to start again. Big fish, man. Big fish got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I realized after telling that story how dull it is. Why do you go longer? Why do you do more on the fish? But as a kid, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> so I've got an older brother, and I remember him, and then my parents getting him the Nintendo 64. So I, I, I kind of remember, I play, I would play, because I'd watch him play, but I'd never like finish the game. I'd never do it. I'm just trying to jump on when he's finished, trying to like copy him. But I remember Mario 64, I remember Goldeneye, and I remember Zelda for the N64. Yeah, and was it was it the classic like he's playing? There's no fish, and he gives you a controller, but it's not on. Yeah, just to let you play with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate sibling trick. As an older brother myself, we we know the tricks. It's like yeah, yeah you're you're totally helping me right now. Nailing <laughs> it. Us younger siblings are just happy to watch the screen and, and try and be involved yeah. with the cool older brother. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, what do you, uh, you mentioned uh, you're playing Zelda before. Uh, is there anything else right now that you're currently uh, got your attention? I think you should. You're, you're pretty good at right? Uh Yeah, we're big Fortnite guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, uh, now, do you oh. do build or zero build? Wait, wait, well, well we, I will say we did start off doing build. We, we did. did. We did. And we had a good go at it. And dare I say, we got kind of good at it. But then, it, but then it just kind of seemed pointless. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to play the game to build, be building stuff. Uh, mm, so, so now we're no build, we're no build people. But you know, we'll do duos sometimes, which is very fun. Yeah. Um, when but we, yeah, that's that's a big one for us. Just trying to chase that dub, man. Oh, when we moved to the United States, we uh, you're obviously trying to move to you move to a new country. We've got nothing, but we bought a console, and we just had bare minimum furniture. But mm -hmm. we just we'd just be doing Fortnite, and it was kind of the perfect easy jump in and jump out game yeah, yeah, yeah i think because we i know it might sound crazy but because we played it a lot before we left so i feel like that was like our one little comfort thing when we when we yeah. came back right of like you know kind of making you making making the transition of moving a little bit easier maybe mm -hmm. yeah are you guys running duos together are you doing tag team stuff on 
a bunch oh. of other people. Oh, you must believe with your Yeah. I mean, hey, we've seen uh, recently some WWE skins in Fortnite. You know, John Cena most famously. Maybe one day we can get a pretty deadly tag team skin in there. Wow. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. Yeah, I think that would look pretty cool. Well, yeah. Yeah. different at least. Sorry, I'm struggling with the name here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerald? Gerald, yeah. Gerald, Gerald of Rivier. Gerald. Oh, Witcher. Uh, you do have a, a witch, I'm yeah. I'm already in the game. I'm already in the game. <laughs> Best believe I'm as him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's ever dawned on me. It's another, yeah, you've got a Geralt going on there. <laughs> okay, and um, I've always wondered, like, you know, in this era of just wrestling, so much of the, of the current talent uh, loves video games. Or, like, the overlap between video games and wrestling, even in general, is it's so big now, which as a fan of both personally, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, you guys are now on the main roster on SmackDown. Do you guys, I don't know how the NXT locker room is when it t- comes to video games, but do you guys think you can hang with all of the gamers on the main roster? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's tough because I, you know, I consider ourselves pretty good, but some of these people have been on the road, you know, gaming regular yeah. for years. So that's a kind of a, an endurance, if you will, that. Yeah. It's going to be tough to match, but I would say that, yeah, we fancy ourselves, don't we, boy? We've yeah. got a chance, a highest chance. I think being honest, they're experienced gamers. They've probably got our number, but there's mm-hmm. one thing we don't like to do as a duo is lose. So we're stubborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to, I will beat Xavier Woods at every single game he has. Every single. Wow. One by yeah. one. We're on the record right here. We're saying it. We're calling them. Oh, we're okay. looking at a long, pretty deadly main roster run. Yep. And that means besting him. You're talking about a guy... Who basically ruined our lives? So you think we won't do the same back? You think we won't play him at every single game he has and win every single one until he crumbles and he's no longer a, a man, just a shell of a man? I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to hear that, Marcus. I'm very sorry you had to hear that. No, I understand. I mean, you know, they they took titles from you guys. You know, it was a not great moment, but do you, you know, know <laughs> hey, do you know what? I'm, it's just like they did it for fun as well. Yeah, that's the worst part. I agree. It was. It was. Funnily enough, it was all a big game to them. Very good. What they did with our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. You best believe when I first cracked open 2K, I put them in the ring and I just, oh, I just, just destroyed them. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask, like, you guys can do that now. Like, you, go, you know, he's safe on, him, he and Kofi are safe on Raw now, oh, yeah. you know, but at least you can get your revenge in the game. Days are numbered. They're about as safe as they can be. But yeah, I, now I think moving forward, I think that'll be sort of like an evening routine, you know, yeah. just before I, when I'm trying to, you know, wind down, down, wind down. I'm going to put Xavier and Kofi in the game. I'm going to beat them up, pin them, and then I think, oh, I can rest easy now. Mm. I'm going to do handicaps. So I'll do them one at a time. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Nice. Well, as a tag team, uh, you mentioned playing duos in Fortnite. Uh, do you guys have any other favorite co-op games that you like to play either with each other or just in general growing up? Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, the 2K games we're often playing against each other, aren't mm-hmm. we, with NBA Uh and Fortnite was a nice opportunity to get that duos. I'm trying to think if there's any other duos I've played. I don't think so, really. I think they've been our main over our years. We we have played. Uh, no, we've done. We've we've dabbled in some zombies together. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like Call of Duty. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Nak de Toten, I think maybe or Undertoten. Oh, I think it's one of the maps. Wow. That's an old school. <laughs> that might be like Black Ops One or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh look, yeah. Look, look at me with the callbacks now. Um, oh, I get yeah. it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I guess have you got any, any to recommend? No? I would say, you know, recently last year, there was the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge. If you oh, guys are Ninja oh. Turtles fans or even just oh, a fan no. of like old school arcade games, it was pretty much like a modernized 
throwback to those old TMNT beat em ups. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing soundtrack. You can play up to six players if you want to, which is uh, chaos <laughs> when you can make it happen because you can get all the turtles and you can play as April O'Neil and and Whoa. it's yeah it's uh it's got sort of like old school 16 bit graphics but just really vibrant uh that's a, that's a great option and then there's stuff like uh you know stuff out there like back for blood if you're into like the zombie shooting stuff you know that you could play with four players and go it's pretty much like a, a modernized left for dead if you guys ever okay. played that back in the day it's made by the left for dead uh developers okay uh, we'll check it out. I'm looking at both of them. Yeah, that sounds good. I think obviously now as well we'll be able, we'll play, be playing a lot more WWE 2K23 because you know we're in it. So I think it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, I'm sure we're right. playing that a lot. And I believe actually Ooh. that hasn't it been said that it's the best wrestling game ever made. I think the reviews are in, and I think it's like the highest. Wow. Reviews, and yeah. is that because we're in it? That was. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think yeah. there's only one reason. Right, right, right. <laughs> Again, I mean, even your DLC pack is partially named after you guys. Right. Oh, huh. It's yeah. really, even when you see it in the like, a, you know, it's got the, the little the little square in the PlayStation Store, and our, our faces being on it. That was that was pretty cool. That was a really yeah. nice moment. Nice. Well, now that you guys are like, if you're on SmackDown, is there anyone on the roster, tag team wise, that you're most looking forward to competing against? Damn. Uh, there's there's a list. Well, Ultimately, we're we're looking for success, and that means we're going to have to run over a few people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously, the Brawling Brutes. We're going to try and get that done one night. That's tonight. One and done, done. Who's yep. next? Ooh, I think then maybe we'll mosey on over to the Street Profits. Oh. You know, oh. Maybe, you know, say hello. Yeah. Pick up the dub. And, and then, then... You're saying you want the smoke. Oh. Oh. Let me say this, Marcus. If we haven't been clear enough already, I need you to know that we want the smoke. Okay. You want us to be even clearer. And mm-hmm. I hope you recorded because... Pretty deadly. We want the smoke. We want that smoke. We but <laughs> anyway, right here first. in terms of our teams, yeah, we, we want them all. We're excited to mix it up with, you know, Otis and Gable, the Viking Raiders, round, as yeah. you mentioned. Uh, I think there's a there's two big ones at the moment. There's the current champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. But I think to prove ourselves as a team, we'd have to uh we'd have to take on the Usos. Yeah, I think that's that's the exciting. I mean, well, all of them are so exciting, but you know, we've the two two main teams that we grew up watching. Uh, one of them being the New Day, uh, which kind of proved you know don't meet your heroes because <laughs> they suck. Um, but the other ones being the Usos, so I feel like that's just Correct. like a real, you know, that would just be such a, a a cool moment of like here are these people who are at the top of the game, mm-hmm. and we used to look up to them as you know essentially children, right, teenagers at least, yeah. but yeah. you know not really much difference. Uh, and then now here we are, opposite them in the ring with a chance to prove that you know we're we're as good i'm right there you go and you know the use is also big gamers so you can prove that you're as good in the ring as well as backstage maybe get on some of those uh tekken competitions they got going on cool. we could hit like a little double double beat them in the ring beat them on tekken beat them in the ring drag them backstage and go right we'll go two for two <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly well uh last question for you know a lot of people are going to be uh introduced to you guys for the first time that you're on the main roster and in WWE 2K23, what do you want to tell them to convince them to give you guys a shot in WWE 2K? Why should they pick you to That's play really in WWE 2K23? That's a really good question. Wow. What's the best way to sell it? <clears throat> okay. Much like in the ring, in this 2K23, I think pretty deadly, the tag team, I think we bring everything. Mm. If you like wrestling, there's lots of things you can like within that, but we're all of it. You know, with the charisma, with mm. the in-ring ability, 
we're fun, we're colourful, we're vibrant. Mm-hmm. We've got the grit, we've got determination, we're, we're a great team. Oh, we've got, we we got it all. We've got innovative movesets as well. Ooh. You've seen stuff on, on our 2K characters. You haven't seen this stuff before. This is, oh. brand, this is brand new, hot off the shelves, boy. Mm. That's, that's exciting. And I think, you know, what's, what's more exciting than, uh, you know, two kill, killer queens, Ooh. than two dandy highwaymen, Ooh. than two mm. tasty snacks? Mm. There we go. So play with us. I'll take right now. <laughs> <laughs> and to end this, can you guys uh, hit us with a, a yeah board? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You're going to go for the little I'm a spooky as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. Yes, boy. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for your time. This is great. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it a lot.